Like, don't at me. episode 47 off a little bit of a hiatus we had to do some reorganizing you know just make some make some sense of what we're doing over here so we listened to some feedback of course and you all will see in the product that you listen to or watch today that uh we've made some revisions uh of course you know me mike silva i'm your point guard i'll say point guard because i feel like host is a little didn't really quite fit the Fit the scheme. I get the ball moving around, but I'm joined by Jock. Jock, what's happening, man? What's up? what's up? The one and only. You know, I know we've been <laughs> a little bit, like Mike said, but back at it, you know, with some some good changes. So, yeah, I'm just excited for today's episode. Yes. Oh, also, man. I have some. Hey, baby, I'm the AirPods Connect to your phone. <laughs> you know who that is. Gary's guys. still <laughs> being Gary. You know. <laughs> Sometimes untimely with the uh, ambient noise, but it's all good. That's why we love them. Uh, Chance, what's happening, man? You've been on the campaign trail. You've been busy. Yo, real busy, man. Um, shit, this is episode 47. Uh, but if you go to that FEC website, it is fucking hilarious. If you look me up on there, too, like, you'll, you'll know I'm legit. My name's Chance Davis. If, you know, listeners, you know, uh, new listeners or, you know, first-time listeners or whatever, um, or first-time viewers are watching this. Like, um, you can look me up. I'm in uh, the race for District 18 in Texas. Um, you know, uh, you can look all that up. You have to go to, like, the 25 entry or, like, more than the first 10 because I'm actually number 13 on the, uh, on the list. Uh, there's actually 13 hats in my race, and I'm number 13. Uh, I'm the only independent, though, in the race. Everybody else, Bloods and Crips. <laughs> so, you know, and we know how times are. So I, I believe that, you know, I could do it as long as I got these guys right here. You know what I'm saying? Whether they want to be official with it or something, because we have this thing going. So as long as I got bounce, as long as I got my round table, like I know that we can make this happen for the better because I already know, dude, I already know I'm going to be the 50th president of the United States of America, whenever that is. I know who the next five are, and I'm number five in that list. All right, I can give y'all all the game, but nothing is free, all right? You motherfuckers got to tell motherfuckers to start listening to us so we can start getting paid for this shit. You know what I'm saying? So we can at least get a, a legit YouTube URL. Go for what you know. Don't believe everything you read. And I'll leave that. And you guys, let's, you know what I'm saying? Let's get this shit started. That was enough about me. All right. So some of the said changes that are coming, we're going to dive into the docket. to be one conversation, maybe two pieces, but... You know, people have said, what is don't at me, right? We started out as anti-outrage or, you know, kind of covering the current events, what's going on around the world, uh, you know, what's happening, what's, what's actually happening, not what is happening on the surface, what's the deeper story behind the scenes. So hopefully with this podcast, the one call to action is that it actually will make you think. It'll actually make you look at what's going on behind the scenes, look at what's going on in the big picture. With that, you know, we've talked about what we've been doing lately and uh, the current events. I know I've been watching a lot of sports lately. NBA, back in the fray of playoffs. Uh, baseball, got to be honest, I haven't watched a ton of baseball. Uh, football, hey, just got things kicked off yesterday. Football is back in action. So 
you all know we're not going to dive into the specifics of uh, how super the first Sunday went and all of that business. But what I really want to talk about is sports itself. So, you know, the NBA had kind of a make or break moment a couple weeks back where they're determining, do we want to proceed with the season or is this a distraction? You know, there are bigger social issues at hand, especially with the uh, shooting of, you know, J Jacob Blake. That was what kind of got them to ask that question again in the future. Now, of course, this all started, well, I can't even say it started because it's been going on since forever. But, you know, a lot of this social justice uh, self-examination that this country has gone through started with uh, George Floyd back in, I think that was May. So, I mean, this has been, it's almost an entirely different month or entirely different world since all of that happened. So back to the point of sports itself. Is sports, or rather are sports, more of a distraction or do you see them as more of an escape? Now, with that, I want to start with Chance because, Chance, I know that you were probably the first one that initially felt, hey, we're actually distracting ourselves from what matters most. So I want to get more of your thoughts on that, why you initially felt that way and if you still do feel that way. Um, to put it in a nut nutshell, yes and no. I'll explain I'll explain no first because it's kind of more positive and I won't get long-winded here. It is a good thing. It is great therapy. Yesterday, I spent some time with my family or whatever. It was the day after, uh, you know, uh, uh, a patriarch in our family uh, in my mom's hometown of Palestine, like, uh, passed away. And it was like a changing of the guard. You know what I'm saying? We're losing, like, all the good ones, all the ones that, you know, old. He was, he was, he was. He was ready to go, you know, he was like 98 or 99 or 97. Nobody really knew, as long as I've known Jerry Abrams, he's been like 137. So all I did yesterday with my family was watch football, drink beers and just laugh and just, you know, hang out with them and shit like that. Because it was Sunday, nobody went to church. It's like a church going family and shit like that. You know what I'm saying? Because like, it was just, you know, we, we just want to hang out in family. And my horoscope said family and all that shit like that. But at the same time, while we were hanging out with family, you know what I'm saying? Like, we have a big one. We were watching football. We were watching, like, Red Zone and shit like that. You know what I'm saying? Like, and it was fun, even though we weren't even paying attention to all the games. You know what I'm saying? Because they were, they were all on the same screen and shit like that. And the audio, you know, how they, they work it on that shit, like, you know, like, it felt good. It, I missed it. I missed football. You know what I'm saying? Even though y'all know how I feel about the NFL. But, like, it's so great that, like, they came around to, like, the NBA. I, I, I loved – I enjoyed Sunday. I enjoyed my Sunday yesterday. You know what I'm saying? And, like, I want to start keeping up with that shit because even though it, I'm, it may feel like a distraction, it's only like uh, – like, something like the NBA, you know, it's every day. You know what I'm saying? Because they have to catch up. You know what I'm saying? Their, their, their season was, like, ruined. You know what I'm saying? They're trying to finish it and then because they got to worry about another one coming up soon, whenever that's going to be. And uh, But the NFL, they had the easy break. You know what I'm saying? They were out of theirs already. You know what I mean? It was kind of like a – like if you think about it, in a, like a – like it seemed like it was planned in a way. You know what I'm saying? For like them to like, hey, we need a reset. We need to take this off season. In the front office, the back office, the every, everything on the field, coaching, all this shit, we need to reevaluate it. Because look at our look at look at the people that rep, really represent us, the players. You know what I'm saying? Whether they're black, white, or other, 
you know what I'm saying, whether the demographics or everything, some there it's all about talent. You know what I'm saying? It's who can play football, who can run this play. Yeah, I know you were having some issues with uh, connectivity, you know, moving into the new house, getting everything all settled and all that. Uh, one of the big things you had to make sure is you actually could watch the game. So, hey, you got it all sit it, set up, all yeah. squared away, checked it out the other night. Where are you with all this? Because, I mean, I know that uh, we've been excited about football. We've been excited about sports for a while now. It's been kind of quiet without them going on for so long. Now that that's back, do you feel that it has taken away from the issues at large, or do you feel like it's more of an escape? Where, where's your take on it all? Uh, my thing is uh, it's definitely an escape. Uh, when it comes to a distraction, that's, that's honestly up to the individual. For example, like the first question people need to ask is, what's the distraction from? I mean, you know, of course, we, you know, we quickly bring up, you know, like social justice issues, which can be addressed, and you can still catch the game, you know what I mean? So I don't believe that, that affects it. Um, and where I'm trying to go with that is you can't also say something that is, is a distraction if you haven't been about change or making change regardless. You know what I mean? Like, we need to do something, you know? So, like, those can be two different entities. So we can talk about things over and over and over, but until you're being your own John Lewis, you know what I mean? Like, nothing's getting done. Yeah, I know that uh, the thing that caught me most off guard <clears throat> from Thursday, because, you know, we checked out that Thursday game, and, uh, you know, you got the, the Chiefs and Texans, center field, solidarity, arms locked. And as is often the case with things like this, it becomes political. Set aside left and right. Me, I'm right there in the middle. I look at, you know, my, my brother's on the camera with me right now. But seriously, though, you know, I look at black, white, everybody the same. You know, everybody has their own culture and things like that. But I don't know why race becomes a political tool, why it becomes a ploy. I think what people really need to pay attention to is what's really happening here is that we're being made to separate ourselves. We're being forced to divide ourselves. You know, I, I don't understand why we're booing, you know, the NFL's messages, which are end racism and it takes all of us. We're booing that. Not we, but, you know, people that are in the crowd are booing that. Jock, I know you saw that that had to rub you the wrong way. Um, and, I mean, I know we've talked a lot about sports and all the good that it can bring. Mm -hmm. But, I mean, what's going on with some of that other stuff? Yeah, so, yeah, I'll go ahead and uh, speak on that. So, First of all, you know, answer your question, is it a distraction or not? Uh, to me, I think no. Like what Gary said, it depends on the individual, each person, and we need more positivity. So I think it can be a good thing to continue to, like, bring people together, to hang out, to talk, and just continue, like, that bond, you know, from everybody. So that's the answer to that question. As far as, like, um, the other thing on the other side, I think people are just still trying to incite stuff, you know, for their own gains. So they figure, hey, you know, let me boo. And let me do this, you know, X, Y, Z to, like, cause even more, like, ruckus, you know, even though, you know, that's not right at all. You know, we should be doing, like, positive things once again because there's too much negativity in the world. Um, and also, too, I'm just going to say it, people are just racist, bro. I mean, we, like, we get that we're trying to change stuff, but it's not going to change overnight. You know, it's been happening for years. So people are still, they don't like the message of positivity because they're just so negative and it's so deeply rooted within them that they can't change like that overnight. Maybe one day they will, but as of right now, they just want to see people just play football, shut up with the messages and positivity and fuck all that and just sports and yeah, you know, beer America and stuff. And, you know, they have to realize that 
this is a different this is a different America. We're trying to make it different now, you know. So hopefully they can see that, you know, eventually. But those are my thoughts on it. Yeah, I would agree. And I mean, the question initially was, is it a distraction or an escape? And I, I think I agree with you all too. I think it can be a distraction for some people. It you know depends on you know, what they're already believing, what they're already thinking. If it's not taking you away from things you already think, then I guess it's not really a distraction. But the escape side of it, you know, I look to sports not as an escape from race issues or as an escape for the political uh, landscape on what's going on. I look at it as more of an escape from my job, my day-to-day, my, you know, the, the thinking, the critical thinking that I have to do all day. I'd rather watch sports and think just about the strategy of the game itself. Um, now, again, you you have to kind of respect the wishes of the product. The product itself are the players. NBA, NFL, baseball, that's the product. Now, look, I'll, I'll back the front offices and say, you can't have a business without the people at the top managing ticket sales, managing concessions, product, merchandise, and all that. But you tell me how the Browns, the Lions, uh, I don't know, insert any other shitty team into this statement. Tell me how they're doing. You know, it's the players. And at the end of the day, if the players are feeling a certain kind of way, we need to hear them. We need to listen to them. Uh, I mean, any other profession, you have peer evaluation, you have reviews, you have, uh, you know, voices straight from um you know associate level up to leadership voice back to the leadership the people that run this now sports because they are uh you know publicized and the media covers them we are now privy to those conversations you know we are now hearing those conversations so i think the people that are annoyed by hearing it really you know have to take a step back and take a look at okay sports are never going to just happen without media coverage you know, and there's no other part of, I can't say no other uh, at all. I don't like speaking in absolutes, but what are the kind of businesses do you have, you know, executive levels or managers and things like that, just shutting up, not wanting to hear from the associate level. That, that just doesn't happen. So, you know, people want the product and they want the players to be happy. They want the players to actually play well. They want the product itself, the players to go out there and execute well, then you kind of have to listen to what the players want to say. And I mean, I think the biggest thing right now, and, and again, you look at this divide between the, politis, the political landscape, these things aren't new. Racism isn't new, you know? Racism's been going on hundreds, thousands of years probably, you know, back to when pre-ancient times, you know? So, you know, for people to say, uh, let's just shut up and play sports, I, that's kind of ridiculous. I mean... These are the role models. These are the people that, you know, a lot of the younger kids are looking at to set the stage. If you're telling me that people are fighting for equality, they're fighting to end racism, and we're trying to shut that up, that just kind of seems stupid to me, you know? No, def- I, def- I, I, definitely. I know. That, that's, my, that's where I stand on it all, you know? Right, definitely. Just to piggyback real quick, and I'll be quick about this, but I agree with that, man. You know, like I said, you know, this is 2020 it's different now, you know, like you have to kind of get rid of that old way of thinking and people are so afraid of change and it, it's showing even more just with people's actions, but it's like, you have to evolve. You know, we, we, we're human, we're, we're meant to evolve and get better. You know, we don't want to be stuck in our own ways or our old ways forever. And we have to actually take 
ownership and accountability to know like, hey, I was wrong with thinking the way that I thought about certain individuals or about certain things. Let me be more open to, to change, you know? So that's all I got to say about that, you know? Well, I think, well, go ahead, Gary. Well, uh, well, Doc, to play devil's advocate, you also got to, one thing is you can't just be too caught up in what you're preaching because other people that are like-minded feel you. But what I try to do is get a pulse on someone else who may not view, view things the way I do. So for example, like I could just put on Fox, you know, like Fox News and listen to Laura Ingram and kind of hear what the other side is saying, not necessarily saying that I'm, you know, a Democrat, Republican, you know, um, but um, like, you know, like one guy I'll listen to is like Ben Shapiro, just to kind of get an idea of kind of like, you know, like what a, a logical or quote unquote logical person uh, how may, people may, 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 may. how others think. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So, so I'll listen to Ben Shapiro, even though I don't agree with him. He'll bring up he'll bring up comments like, "Oh, you know, like, you know, there's tons of SJWs out there who are doing this, this, and this going on," or you know, and he'll uh, he'll bring up he'll bring up something like, "The reason why you guys are fighting for uh, social justice to change or to end slavery is asinine is because it doesn't exist." So, so his so his or other people that are like minded, their take is slavery. I mean, uh, I should just say racism or uh, systemic racism ended in the 1960s when the civil rights ended. So that's kind of their take. So, so I kind of look at that and I'm like, I base my argument off of comments, you know, or things that the mm -hmm. other, or the opposite frame of mind may think. I think that's very that important to too. Because that's mean, the base, humans, you have to counter it. Yeah, humans are built to seek confirmation bias. Mm -hmm. You know, we're built yeah. to say, yeah, I mean, shit, look at the way we're in school science project what's your hypothesis now go find stuff that supports your hypothesis exactly. i mean that's how we were built you know that's how we were trained conditioned so you know when you have groupthink, a lot of the time you'll have people that might not even agree with the majority or what they perceive to be the majority's consensus you know think of it this way when you're in a class and somebody says all right does anybody have any questions a lot of time you might just sit there until somebody else says, I do. And they're like, you know what? Yeah, me too. I didn't know what he was talking about either. But groupthink, if the group says, okay, no, we got it. We're moving on. You might say, okay, I, I got it too. But you're clueless, you know? So it is important to get that other side of the perspective so that you're not just getting confirmation bias. You're not just seeking like or like uh, opinions. So I think it is important to hear every angle, every perspective, every uh, opinion just to kind of understand where other people are coming from because i think circumstances a lot of time dictate that um yeah, so I'm business. Sure. Well, sure. Business. yeah i agree you know um my thing is like we can agree to disagree a lot and there's nothing wrong with that like at all you know like that's right. just because you don't agree with what somebody's saying and you're saying you disagree doesn't mean like you consider them like dumb or like less competent than you are you know you just it's two different thought processes but, you know, um, the point that I'm making is, uh, you know, it's, it's always two sides to every story. Like, just generally, you know what I mean? So, like... Two-way street. Yeah, so people that are really strong and passionate, even myself and other people, you know, we all have room, I feel, just to... And I'm not even talking about politics, just as human beings, just to be more... Look at everything from a, a, a grander scale. You know, I'm just From a human up. scale. Like, bring it down to a human level. Mm -hmm. To whether or... I actually put it like this, bring it down to like, you know, like we're like, we don't have this skin. 
like like we're aliens, like we're great or something like that. You know what I'm saying? Like we're all on the same planet, or maybe we're on different planets. You know what I'm saying? But like on the same. But what we have to realize is that we are on the same planet, even though we may be on like different lands, different country, different neighborhoods, whatever it is. You know, different people, different clans, or creeds or whatever. It like we're all human. Like we we literally all like. We may not walk the same, talk the same, but we're, like, all the same down to the nitty-gritty. And, like, yes, there's differences in us physically, mentally, um, you know, uh, like, philosophically, or if you whatever that word is, uh, you know, like, how we think and everything. Like, because it all comes down to this. This is how we really are. Like, even though we're not the same, like, here we all have this. This is our main tool to use. And these... And these and this, you know what I'm saying? And like, like different strokes for different folks. Like, dude, one thing I've been getting into, and like, you know, this is maybe I, I don't know what, like, you know, we could talk about this uh, either, like, you know, on another docket or on another podcast that uh, you know we may build into. But I've been watching a lot of old sitcoms, a lot of old, old sitcoms like Sister, Sister, and fucking In the House, and like all those classics. You know what I'm saying? Different World, all that shit like that. And like those, you know, Sanford and Son. From all, all the old shit, Bewitched, all that shit, you know, cartoons and shit. And those are all, reason why we enjoyed that shit when we were younger is because they, they're all the same stories of lessons. Like everything, all this shit, it, it, um, like you said, it just goes from time to time, day by day. You know, the shit happens every day. Niggas get shot every day, B. You know, like it's, it's some, like with those stories, with those movies and with those, you know, uh, cartoons, whatever it is that those media forms or somebody, you know, they have a creator. And that creator puts it in, you know, they, they paint a picture. Like, it's, it's all telling us a story. Like, it may be different stories or whatever, you know what I'm saying? But it's all the same thing. It's all, it's all stories about life. You know what I'm saying? And um, it really is. It, it's, uh, you know, and I know we'll spend time on a future episode. I feel like sitcoms are kind of time capsules. What's going on in the... <laughs> cultural zeitgeist at the time right and uh, i think that's kind of what chance is speaking to these things happen all the time and i can understand i mean even if um i think there should be no controversy around ending racism i don't understand who could be on the side of hey let's keep that around that's ridiculous but even if you were to say all right let's take away the whole black lives matter thing and let's just say pizza matters right let's just say that we're all fighting for hey everybody should like pizza even if it's as stupid and ridiculous as that, there are just those groups that are going to find a way to oppose that. There are some people that just like to find a way to oppose that. Maybe they just get tired of seeing pizza matters all over, right? What I'm trying to – not what I'm trying to get people to see because I don't think I'm going to change the world or anything like this. But what I've noticed is, you know, through this whole um, – self-reflection period of 2020 is it's understand what the other side is really trying to say understand the intent of the message now black lives matter itself has tons of different meanings now because there are different associations different charities different agendas (laughs) all of that and they all have agendas just like you say gary um but i think at the core of the message black lives matter yeah okay i agree they do now, the problem is when you have the reaction where people say, all lives matter. Okay, yeah, on the surface, that's true. But when you look at the context, it's introduced almost like a condescending 
response to Black Lives Matter. If somebody had just come out and said all lives matter before Black Lives Matter really started, there'd be no qualms, right? But it's this condescending response. And I think that it's because this binary world that we live in, that's this or that, left, right, black, white, there's no room for nuance. And we live in a world that is entirely nuanced. So again, adjust, it's, it's 2020, it's a new world. People will wear masks and bitch about wearing masks. Again, people find a way to bitch about something, right? Even if it gives you a marginal chance at, you know, keeping yourself healthy, people will bitch about it because it's something to bitch about. Somebody's telling them to do it, right? People are forcing an agenda down their throats. That's how a lot of people might think. I think it just comes down to adjustment, you know? Like, I'm here to escape work. I'm here to escape, you know, what's going on day to day. I watch football. If I see, you know, the stuff beforehand for solidarity, that's something that we should agree with. Why are we fighting coming together, you know? So I guess kind of bringing it full circle, I think that sports are, I mean, they're the one thing, first of all, it's the one live current event that we have going on right now, but it's a very unifying thing in that you see people of all races, all colors joining together, locker room talk. I mean, it's just, we're all in it together, right? And we're all on the same team. We have a common theme. Why are we arguing? Why are we upset with people saying, hey, let's end racism? That's the part that kind of gets beyond me. Yeah, because, uh, I mean, you have, like, Laura Ingram out there who's like, oh, you know, LeBron, KD, shut up and dribble. It, it's, uh, it's their way of pretty much saying, like, we don't want, we don't want the pizza, lot, you know, all pizza matters, like, swarmed on me, you know, kind of thing. Because, right. uh, you, you know, because if you're, like, a burger, eventually it gets to a point where it's like, yeah, like, I'm a burger joint, like, you know, like, screw these pizzas, like, we matter too, da 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 So it gets, it gets drowned out, and it's sad. Uh, so then, like you said, Mike, life is nuanced. Then we get caught up in, like, oh, I'm on this side, I'm on that side. It sucks because now it's like, are we forced to pick a side? Like, just because we say Black Lives Matter, is it, you know, that, it's, it's so difficult. It's, like, almost like, hey, like, oh, like, now you pick the side. Like, now you're a social justice warrior. Like, you know, now so anyone, now so anyone who's, like, even, like, far right, far left can like target you it's it's weird yeah and that's i mean that's what i hope people watching or listening can kind of take away is you don't have to choose a side just respect the other side or if you disagree you know maybe you stand on this side understand where the other side is coming from understand the intent understand the context and respect the other side's views you know um Try to understand, I think you would say, the other side's views. You don't have to agree with the other side, but understand what the other side is trying to get across and see where they're coming from. Because you really don't right. know the other person's circumstances. You, you don't. Right. I would, I would just try to stay, understand people. Yeah, I would say it's, it's about understanding humans and how humans think and why is this. Now, let me tell you guys something uh, about why, you know, like that, that word or whatever. That's a question, you know, in itself. It's a one-word question. Why? Uh, I'll tell you the answer to all that. Tell them that it's human nature. And if you guys know, you know. You know what I'm saying? If you know who, who said that, that person who wrote those words, you know what I'm saying? You, he's a polarizing figure. You know what I'm saying? But, like, I'm not even going to say his name because you should know. <laughs> but, uh, you know, like, he's a polarizing figure. And, like, he, he brings up a, a politics thing. You know what I'm saying? In itself, you know, he brings up conversation. Uh, or whatever, uh, uh, debates or things like that, arguments, you know what I'm saying? Yelling matches, fights, you know what I'm saying? He brings about 
a, a war aside, you know what I'm saying? Where people pick sides and they can hurt each other about it. So, and all he wanted to do was fucking sing and dance, you know? That's all he wanted to do, whether it was for money, for free. He gave away all this shit, you know what I'm saying? Like, like pretty much, you know, he, he was a generous person. And that I was listening to that album, Thriller. Oh, man, I just gave it away. <laughs> I was listening to Thriller anyway. I was listening to Human Nature. And I was listening to the words. The words of the song. This is like 4 o'clock in the morning when I was uh, about to go to the funeral. I was, I was waiting uh, on that uh, Friday morning. I was uh, last Friday, actually, it's Monday, last Friday. I was waiting for my mom and Chip to get up because I got up maybe around like 1 o'clock, and I was like waiting on them. Like, where are they at? You know? And so about after they went to bed, I went in my garden, and I turned the music all the way up, and I listened to Thriller from front to back. And that album has a lot of answers of, like, you know, understanding people, just period. And, you know, I, I know we kind of got into a play-by-ear thing with, you know, uh, out of football or whatever, but that's one thing that goes into that as well is, like, you know, maybe we don't want – maybe we don't even think of these things as political messages, you know, like, um, in a way. But, you know, things like that, the Thriller album is kind of a political message in the way, you know what I'm saying, for the time. And like, you know, when and that was that shit came out, I think, 83, you know what I'm saying? And like, you know, everything was, hey, just, you know, love and be merry. Y'all know about the 80s, you know, that was going into the new wave and shit like that. You know what I'm saying? So like, it, it was a fun time or whatever. I was born in the 80s. I was born in 89, actually at the latter end of it. You know what I'm saying? But I understand why, like, I am the person I am today. Why I hang out with Mike. Why I hang out with Jock. Gary's on the cusp, I believe. You were born in 90, correct? Nope. Yeah, you, Gary's a, a bit different, even in the way of his thinking. And you can guys tell we, we use this tool of having a podcast. You know what I'm saying? We, we believe it as a tool because we, we do the shit for free. You know what I'm saying? Even though all the work and money and everything that goes into it, you know, time and everything like that. It's, it's we want to convey a message, whether it's coming from a person of color, a non-person of color or whatever. We want to connect with, with people whether they agree with us or disagree with us. And that's what this is all about. That's what this episode is about. You know what I'm saying? I believe. You know what I'm saying? Agreeing to disagree. Uh, because I think that that's, that's why it is. That's human nature. Mm-hmm. As You know what I'm saying? Yeah. That's the why. That's the why. That's the only answer that you really need to think about when it comes down to the nitty-gritty, when you put it in a nutshell. It's human nature. You know what I'm saying? It's just what people do. People are people. It's just what they do. It's just what they think. It's just what they say. It may, it, you know, it may on a moral compass, you know what I'm saying? It may be wrong, right, left, right. I mean, you know, whatever, north, south, east, west. You know what I'm saying? I don't even know how a moral compass is supposed to look or anything like that. But whatever, you know, you, it's whatever it is for you, you know that you're in that center. You know what I'm And I was going to say, you know, and if they ask you guys why, Tell him that it's human nature, like. Jack's trying to finesse. <laughs> no, seriously, though. No, that, that's tell him that. Yo, that was real, for real. <laughs> I had a laugh. For real. I had to mute my li- my laugh. Nah. <laughs> that was so funny. <laughs> I think at the end of the day, you know, to kind of wrap it up, you know, just know that there is another side. The truth is usually somewhere in between. Um, even people that you back sometimes can be wrong, you know, so don't just assume and blindly follow left, right. You know, that's why it's important not to be binary. It's important to understand the issues and know what you believe in and what you truly look for in your morals and your moral compass. So you can kind of align 
accordingly. Before we jump into the next segment here, I want to do a quick uh, products plug. So, of course, we've revamped the Repertoire website quite a bit. www.therep.network. Sorry, I got that little tongue-tied there. Uh, check out the website. We've got new merch on there. Don't at me masks. We've got uh, some don't at me gear. Of course, Chance has some Chance for Texas gear. And Jock's been really active on the Pierre style. So, of course, he sold out of those black masks uh, the first go round. Jock, I know you got some new heat, new shirts coming out. So let's go ahead and give everybody a quick uh, rundown of what to expect. Yeah, yeah. So, uh, you know, the Black Liberation mask is definitely sold out. You know, that was my first original baby. But um, I do have the Ebony and Ivory mask that's black and white, you know, because we need to come together more. That's the whole reason why I created that, because, you know, the um, the song, Ebony and Ivory, you know, I was Stevie Wonder and Paul McCarthy, like, that song actually is like a real song, and that's what we've been dealing with forever, you know. So I have those masks out, and then I have, drum roll, <laughs> I have... Um, my unlimited patchworks button down shirt that's coming up, you know, so I'm taking pre-orders for that right now. I've been getting everybody's opinion, you know, including you guys. So you can give me good feedback, which I appreciate. And so I've been getting good reviews um, on those. So that's coming out in about four weeks or so. So I'm very excited, you know? Um, so yeah, thank you guys for continuing to like support me and everything. Uh, it means a lot to me. Like it really does. Cause now I'm finally doing what I really wanted to do all along, you know? Be on the lookout for the new merch. Uh, if you're listening on the podcast, you can just look in the description. You'll see some links. If you're on YouTube, hey, check out this website right here. You'll see all that you need to see. Next up, we've got our at me segment. So, yeah, at me, right? Little, uh, little irony here. Uh, what we've noticed is getting question prompts from you all, getting the feedback, the engagement from you all tend to be our best conversations, right? Uh, some of the, the best uh, combo prompts, I would say. So for this segment, again, this is questions directly from you all. Uh, I don't know who sent this one because we got a bank of uh, at me questions, but if you ever want to send any questions, email us network at gmail.com or just add us on social media, uh, Twitter and Instagram at the rep network. Facebook at Repertoire TPN. Shoot us a message. We'll shout you out on the episode and uh, we'll cover whatever your conversation prompt is. If it's good enough, that is. If y'all are talking about something silly, nah, don't at me. This week, this one's actually a pretty good one. This one was on the top of our ideas bank. It's been there for a while and I figure, hey, fuck it. While we're redoing and kind of revising things, let's jump into this one. So this week's at me topic is monogamy real or is it a societal ploy to keep order? Now, I'll go ahead and get started on this one because, um, you know, being, uh, I I'm, I'm married, right? I've got little one on the way, Mike 3, shout out. Um, I, I think at, on the surface, you can look at this question and say, all right, I'm in a monogamous relationship. Yes, monogamy is real. However, I do in many ways see monogamy set up as kind of a societal way to kind of keep people in check. And the reason why I say that, going back to what I said initially, I think there is a lot of nuance. I don't think it's as black and white for some people. And, and just to be clear here, I'm not by any means proposing, hey, let me get away from monogamy, not, not by any stretch. But I do think that it's kind of 
kind of, it, it depends on the person, right? I think there are people that can have very ha happy uh, polygamous relationships with each other. I think there are people that need to have monogamous relationships with each other. Me, I think it comes down to finding that right companion. We've talked about this many times on the episodes before. Uh, I've found mine. So, I mean, I'm very happy with everything that I've got. Monogamy works for me. But I very much do understand this concept of monogamy being kind of a construct to keep everybody in line. Um, I mean, I'll just leave it there. Whoever wants to jump in. I know we're all in similar boats with monogamous relationships. But uh, Jock, you look most eager to jump in. So I'll let you get in there. I, you know, when I was younger, I feel, you know, you're not as mature. So you're like, hey, you know, it has to be a certain way and has to be this, has to be that based on like, you know, stuff that we were taught and like learned and how we were brought up from our parents or whoever, you know. And so uh, now with that being said, the older that I'm getting, I'm a little bit more open minded. And like, I don't really down people for being in like, you know, polygamy or whatever. Like, I don't down that as much as I, I, I used to, you know, do I still agree with it? full-fledged i don't but i'm more open-minded now it's like okay like you said if that makes you happy cool whatever like it's here's you know i guess what i'm trying to say it's no rules to anything you know it depends on like whoever you're with and like how y'all's thing can work because at the end of the day y'all are dating or married to each other you know not you're not trying to please the rest of the world and i think people have issues with trying to fit this status quo and you're afraid of what this person's going to think and what your parents are going to say no live for y'all you know, y'all's family, what's going to actually like work for y'all ultimately. So uh, those are my thoughts on it. I think the goal is just to find something sustainable, right? Whether it's monogamous mm -hmm. or polygamous. I obviously think that you have to be in sync. You have to agree. You can't have one person that wants monogamy and the other one wants polygamy. That won't work. That is one thing I do believe in is that they have to be on the same level. But uh, I think that if it works for some, it doesn't work for others. Hey, find whatever works best for your situation. So I don't know, Gary, you know, right when he's in the middle of working on something, I'm tossing to him, but. No, I'm actually, I'm actually pulling, I mean, up, I'm pulling up notes just so, uh, just so we could fact check. Gary's fact checking. Yeah, fact check. I appreciate it. I appreciate hey, no problem. I had to be prepared. Of course. <laughs> I mean, you're, you're a happy man with a, with a lady, kids, house, mm -hmm. you know, very much yeah. in that monogamous sect right so yeah, definitely is where, where are you at with all this yeah so i was actually going to go into uh i believe his name is uh william von hippel uh some of his some of his takes uh on monogamy uh one of the big one of the first things he brings up i think i may have sent the, some of these video clips to you guys a while back as well as even like even my girlfriend for her to look at and uh, William Von Hippel, uh, Hippel, he always references uh, a book called Sex at Dawn, which is something Yes, I, okay, I know yeah, what you're about now. Yeah, so I wanted to get into that a little more. I need, I need to read it, so um, I can tell myself to pick it up. So he even goes into, like, the stoned eight theory and uh, different things like that, where natural, I believe, biologically, um, I mean, I, there's a certain primate or ape, you know, that where they go, where... Each of those apes go around having, you know, very polygamous relationships. Right. And one thing that's interesting is, uh, in a, in most humans, um, our penises are typically like larger than most other uh, primates, uh, primates, and our, however, our testicles are smaller. The reason that is is because um, competition. 
Yeah, exactly. Competition. You're, uh, when, when your balls are you're in your testicles, you're usually a lot more enlarged. Your ball, you're pretty much your ball sack is big. You had a big balls. Uh, typically, that's due to the capability of being able to hold a lot of semen for competition. You pretty much have to drown out the other person in front of you biologically. So, you know, like, you know, it's, it's, with certain apes, they're going to be having the females going to be bouncing around homie to homie, dick to dick. <laughs> so you pretty much need, you know, you pretty much need to have a large semen count to pretty much spray it to, you know, do right. your thing. Um, Which is true, yeah. That, you, yeah, yeah, I've, I've yeah. read and heard the same thing. So people yeah. are like, wait, what? You need to have more ammo? It's now, facts. a lot of times yeah. you do. Yeah, you need more ammo for sure. Um, so the fact that um, us as humans, we have like kind of a medium size, it kind of gives you the idea that like biologically, we can have sustainable monogamous relationships. However, biologically in the past, I don't believe it was meant like that years ago. Yeah. Yeah. And that's, I guess, where people can go and fact check us on like the timelines and certain mm. primates. But I think it's like the bonobos or something like yeah, that. Yeah. Bonobo apes. That's what it is. I yeah. They're just known on. for, for uh, polygamy and they just rapid, just rampant sex all the time. Um, and I mean, if you look at just societal roles, look, we're not, let me, let me preface this by saying nobody's saying go to the kitchen or anything like that. But if you look at just like the natural tribal roles, right? Like the woman kind of held down the fort, took care of the family, you know, nurtured the family. The, you know, man was out hunter, hunter gatherer going out. And you can also look at the way that we eat and why certain, you know, uh, intermittent fasting is, kind of in vogue right now because that's to a certain extent a lot of how we got nutrition in the past you don't know if you're going to eat every day you just eat what you can while it's in front of you so when you think of, think of it that way and uh you know the male's role is just kind of being the cedar for lack of a better phrase it kind of looks at okay maybe this is more of a hey this is a chaos organizational tool by us saying hey monogamy we know there's not going to be drama we know, um, you know, this, that, and the other. It, it just kind of seems to me this is a construct. We have something to believe in. You've got a core black and white set of morals that you follow. Follow this code. Go do it. Go do it, right? Go get married. Go do it. I don't know if that works for everybody. Like I said, it works very much for me. seems to work for everybody in our group here. But for some people, it's just not built that way. And I mean that both ways, too. That's not to say that only men or uh, want to or should go out and be polygamous but i think there are women too that find a find a fancy for that but it's all about your fit i think if we say broad strokes hey monogamy is the only thing that'll work across the board nah i don't agree with that works for us that, i don't know if it works. Sure. Uh, i think it definitely dips into uh, a lot of this has to do with science versus religion uh so yeah. you know even even on the science tip uh, a lot of times you know, like sexual activity is mainly driven in testosterone. So because men have it, we usually tend to have a larger sex drive while we're younger. Once we get older, that dips down. You know, and a lot of times with menopause, women tend to peak with their testosterone levels, you know, by the time they're in their 40s and 50s, which is why you see that typical, like, cooler gilf kind of vibe, you know what I mean? So um, with that, you notice when you're, you know, I would say like, oh, um, I think my girl brought it up this long ago. It's that uh, that relationship weight. You know, a lot of times when you're in a comfortable relationship, you tend to put on more weight. You're not really in that 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 hunt mode where you're kind of hunting for a chick. So right. you get a little more. You get a little more lax. You're eating. You're not working out as much. 
that is a dip in testosterone. So because of that, you know, you tend to kind of fit in into that monogamous role um, on on the on um, religion. Like uh, I find it so weird that um, a lot of polygamous or poly polygamous uh, relationships tend to be. Uh, tend to use the Bible or other resources as their way to be polygamous, and that gets that leads further into the rabbit hole and cults. A lot because a lot of cult leaders tend to be, you know, polygamous. So it, uh, I, I just find it interesting that you know science tells you certain things, and then religion can tell you one thing, which will be monogamy. But if you look deeper, um, certain cult leaders will use that as a way to be polygamous. Right. So. It's kind of like I get to be polygamous, but you guys don't. Yeah, I'm in charge. Sex. There's a hierarchy <laughs> here, so I get this privilege, you know. But you all don't, you know. All the while, maybe they don't even want to go with that that you know um, type of love in their relationships anyway. But uh, yeah, hundred percent, I agree. Jack, I saw those you books. We got to read them. Yeah, um, I was gonna say. <laughs> I don't know, man. Uh, as far as that, you know, the whole hunter and like, you know, working out and trying to just appear more attractive when you're, when you are single or whatever. Um, I never really did that. I never really worked out in order to like try to get a chick. Uh, just me personally. I always just was like, I don't know. I just didn't really care about it as much. And I guess that depends on individual as well. Um, I think you should be working out just for yourself. I mean, you know, primarily, you know what I mean? But I, I never was the type to try to like, get swole above just to get a chick you know and like that you know i understand like why people do it but i just never agree with that personally you know well uh well just to clarify not not even necessarily working out um testosterone levels usually typically dip as being in a relationship just due to comfortability you know what i mean yeah. well I, i'm not well i wouldn't sure if i'd clarify that's why i wanted to say that i wasn't bringing yeah. up working out that's all no i got but, you it just, mm -hmm. when you when you said that it just made me think of something else so that's mm -hmm. why i'm i'm sipping on Okay. I mean, to a certain extent, though, a lot of a lot of women are attracted to that, especially younger age. You know, you're um, right. They are. I don't know how I've been successful. You know, what I mean, so much, but I guess it depends on personality too, right? You know. Well, I mean, and you think about, and, I, and I'm not saying that that's the key, but I'm saying that you know, a lot of women do go after that, just like a lot of guys go after busty, curvy women, right? Well, if you look back, typically that means they have what childbirthing hips Child, right um, yeah childbearing hips exactly um you know if you're on the thicker side i guess that you're looked at as healthier right you're deemed at uh deemed as better to better suited to carry a woman again i'm not saying that i believe this i'm just going off of generalizations i'm just trying to explain mm -hmm. them a little bit yeah. not even that but those are historical facts i mean like look back like 200 years ago like i think there's it's so crazy that beauty uh has ebbs and flows and phases you know like you look at like uh, mid to late 1900s, of course, like even dating to like present day. Should even 10 years ago, like the skinny, you know, the skinny chicks were in, you know, but 200 years ago, a bigger, you know, top bearing woman was more appealing. Now you see the thicker vibe coming back into the, you know, the 2010s. But 20 years ago, you know, they wanted a toothpick, a Pamela Anderson, you know what I mean? And a blue job vibe. A lot of, in a lot of ways, it's almost like the male bravado and what deems attractive now for men has flipped on its head you know we're now um you know skinny jeans and uh people that are a little bit more androgynous almost or just kind of like you know lean yeah. you don't have as many people that are just out here jacked out of their mind you know steroided up you don't see a lot of those meatheads i mean wait meatheads exist but i'm saying you don't see them as much i feel like as you used to so 
in a lot of the ways it turns on its head. But I think, again, I always come back to this. I think circumstances and the actual climate itself, um, you know, what's going on around us really dictates what's taboo and, and what's not. So and I, I guess yeah, to and wrap it up, it's not one size fits all, but it's whatever fits you best. And definitely, I agree with that, Mike. I definitely do. Um, I think also in, you know, this can be something that's just thought for broken because once again, we want you guys to think deeper. Um, I think it may be a generational thing too. And what I mean by that is like baby boomers, millennials, you know, and so forth or whatever. Um, because I think that, you know, the baby boomers and the older generations, they were into like being meatheads and like working out and all that because like that was their thing. Millennials, I think it's just a middle between us, you know, because we are like the largest like generation. I don't know if you guys know that, but millennials are the biggest, you know, group. Um, which is crazy. I think we're going to take over like the actual workforce by 50%. We <laughs> are the market, you know. Yeah. Like uh-huh. people try to sell stuff, we're the market to sell to now. Now, we're, we're the biggest millennials for sure. Uh, so, yeah, I just want you guys, the, the viewers and listeners, to think about that, you know. So. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and that's that's biology. It's all due to age. I mean, baby boomers are dying. You know what I mean? I mean, whether it's COVID or just age. So, yeah. Even Gen, uh, Gen, because uh, before us is just the Gen X. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Gen X is before us. Mm-hmm. And, yeah, baby boomers. Mm-hmm. Well, yeah, which was the market? You know, like you said, like for the past 15, 20, 30 years. I mean, you, you know, look at Gen X. They're anywhere from fifty to, you know, early forties. So, for sure. All right, so wrapping things up, we've got leftovers, which, hey, that's the name for our random thoughts segment. So I've got a couple of leftovers. Some random thoughts popped in my head. I don't know if you all have any, but I wrote a couple of them down. Uh, Number one, dear Instagram models, I promise you we're not here to see you play with your hair. I had to write this one down as an actual statement because I feel like it's just you see it right you go on instagram the people that have all these only fans links and yada 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 world star all this kind of stuff shared it's really just like a ton of photos of just girls just playing with their hair right just staring into the camera i promise you we're not here for that um i'm not here for that uh i, I don't know i just i feel like that was important to say that's a random thought of mine uh, another one that i had travis scott the travis scott mcdonald's deal um really all i wrote was we're better than that I'm a little bit disappointed that he decided to partner up with McDonald's. I can kind of see it from like a hype beast standpoint, McDonald's, you think of, you know, swaggy shit, whatever you think nineties. I feel like a lot of the time for some reason, I think nineties, uh, when I think McDonald's, maybe that's cause that's like the last time I used to eat it pretty regularly. Come on. The flat, like, why do you have to go McDonald's? I, I, get, get like the Panera pick too. Nah, not literally Panera, but something though. Not, not unhealthy shit. Right. Jack's got the reason why, though. Yeah, money, man. <laughs> money makes the world go round. You know, you can appeal to, like, you know, a large market. And unfortunately, uh, you know, a lot of people in the world, especially in America, they love eating shitty food. You know, if I'm honest with you, nobody likes to eat healthy or they don't want to hear that, you know. So I think, you know, do I love McDonald's? No. Will I eat it if, if it's the only choice? Yeah, for sure, you know. Right. But, um, yeah, I think it's just uh, – marketing man and one thing i do want to bring up is like travis scott is really good at doing that like marketing himself with a lot of fucking shit i think we spoke about that in um one of our chats but you know kudos to him for doing that you know what i mean like do we agree with certain companies that he's doing it with no but i agree with him getting the bag overall so 
And uh, I mean, speaking of uh, like namesake and marketing, uh, McDonald's and KFC are the only two restaurants or American restaurants you're going to find in like small countries also. So it makes, it kind of makes sense to do it. Is that one True, two is international. Mm-hmm. So for I mean, I definitely get it from, it from like the money side, right? Like mm-hmm. I get that. I get why mm-hmm. McDonald's makes sense, but um, I mean, I don't know shit. 50 cent vitamin water, right? Like Travis Scott can't come out with some like, I don't know. Endurance. It's a it's a it's a Coca-Cola company, isn't it? So Yeah. yeah. But, but again, think? it's hey, healthier Coca-Cola, yeah. right? Yeah. Got our vitamin water, get in the shits, you know. Um, um I, I would know, say again, with, I mean I get why, but you know, like why? Come on, Travis. Uh I would say the why is um like McDonald's sometimes slap and kids love McDonald's. Kids <laughs> love uh Travis Scott, like, you know, like you say, it's nostalgia for us. Um, like, I mean, he's, 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 he's dope. McDonald's is dope sometimes, you know what I'm saying? And, yeah, they – I mean, we think of McDonald's as, like, you know, like shit burgers, you know what I'm saying, or whatever. But, like, they do have, like, a healthy menu. Or like, they at least try. And, like, you know, I mean, it yeah. – I mean, you right know, now. give or take. You know what I'm saying? They at least, like, try to do what, you know – like a, a lighter option in a way, you know, it's still McDonald's, you know what I'm saying? But like McDonald's is, you know, it's, it's more than a, a, a fast food restaurant. I mean, it's a culture, you know what I'm saying? In a way, like it's, it's just like how Travis Scott has like, you know, he, he, him himself is a culture, you know what I mean? Like, um, don't at me the, the way like we feel, you know what I'm saying? It's a culture. Like, I, I feel like, you know what I'm saying? Even though we all come from different backgrounds, like, you know, like whatever it is, we have a culture. Like, that's why we're friends. You know what I'm saying? It's our culture. It's our thing. It's our little thing. La Costa Nostra. You know what I'm saying? And uh, so, like, I, I understand it. I understand why he's doing it, why, like, it's – it's um, why he did it with McDonald's. You know what I'm saying? Because, like, you know, Mike, like, you, you know, maybe he fucks with McDonald's. Like, you know, you, you fucks with Panera. You would have did it with Panera, nigga. So, like, <laughs> I get why he wouldn't do some shit like Panera. That's, you know, more of a joke. Because that, that's you. <laughs> you yeah. like Panera. Baby. Well, I know. I'm like, hey, I'm in the minority there. You know but... what I'm saying? <laughs> yeah. Well, what well, chance are, yeah, like, he actually had a statement on it. It was, it was because of a more childhood nostalgia. He was like, oh, you know, like, as a kid, better or not, that was my place. Yeah. Kind of thing, yeah, you think- know. Astral World yeah. itself, the physical yeah. place, it's nostalgia. McDonald's, you know, I think all this shit, they all kind of fit in that same spectrum. So, I mean, I get it for sure. I get yeah. it. Yeah. Matter of fact, as a matter of fact, take it back to there. I know exactly why he did McDonald's. I know exactly why, because I know that nigga, even though like a lot of people think I'm bullshit when I say that. He used to actually hang out with my house play 2K when he was like in high school or some shit like that. But anyway, um, right next to Astral World. The place we would go, like, Astro was like a babysitter. Oh, was, uh, I didn't that grew say. up in Houston. Yeah. But right next to Astro, after <laughs> it, it went down, we went to McDonald's. The McDonald's yeah. that's right there on the, at the end of Alameda. You know what I'm saying? People, that was people, 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 used to park, people used to park yeah, there. We used to get, like, picked up yeah. and shit from, from there. there. Like, yeah. you know what I'm saying? Like, there was a drop-off and shit, and they'll close the drop-off, and your parents are late or some shit, you go to McDonald's. You know what I'm saying? So right. it goes back to that. It ties into Astro um, if you understand yeah. the culture of that, you know what I'm saying? Astro was a culture and some shit like that. They took that shit away from us back then, you know what I'm saying? Like, it, we miss it. It was nostalgic. It, it, it brought us back to something like that. And McDonald's is something that will be around forever. <laughs> you know, like it or not, you know what I'm saying? It's true. It's going to be around forever. So, 
it, it's like, okay, well, we can't have Asher Road. You know what I'm saying? We still got the parking lot there. But if we got McDonald's still there. He probably still goes to that McDonald's. Like, you know, like that's probably where you can catch him at. You know what I'm saying? When he's in the H, that McDonald's. You know what I'm saying? On 16 and Alameda. Oh, shit, I'm giving up the spot. Honestly, man, um, I'm proud of Travis Scott. Like, I really am. Um, I, I went to the first, like, Astroworld Fest, and there was a lot of young people there. You know, at the time, like, man, I feel really old. But now it's like in retrospect, man, I love what he's trying to do for a young generation because they are the future. You know, he's still right. trying to, he's trying to, like, you know, implement that Houston culture and what, yeah. You know what I mean? Like what he grew up with, because he's a millennial as well. You know, so um, I don't know. I, I just you know, shout out to Travis, man. He's he's doing it right now. Right, right. And that, that kind of goes back to what I was saying is like you know when I like was let's see, this is like when I stayed on Wentworth or whatever. This is like oh eight oh nine. So this is like when I was like nineteen twenty twenty one maybe like when you know he was like around like yeah like this was definitely before two thousand eleven. Yeah, yeah, yeah. This is like oh eight. It's like oh eight and shit like that. Um, when I stayed on Wentworth. He like will come over and play 2K with uh with Mike Rogers and everything like that. Cause me and Mike Rogers used to hang tough. Like uh that's like his best friend. Well, shout out Mike Rogers. Um, you know what I'm saying? If y'all know him, you know. But that's um that, that guy right there, like it was a, a big influence because he he brought Travis. I, I think he was a little bit older, but he brought Travis around a lot to a lot of different places. You know what I'm saying? Whether it was like places like my house to play 2K or like that. Cause me and Mike used to do shit like that. We used to just move around. And um like at that time, you know, he was getting into this is what I want to do and shit like that. Like he probably knew it back then. It's around 2008. Like I said, I think, you know, uh, he started performing probably around 2011 or something like that. And like by 2014, he was like, you know, getting into like that was like around the time I think when when did Cold Summer come out? Oh, right. Cold Summer, yeah, it was yeah, yeah, 2011, 2012. Okay, so that's when it started manifesting for yeah. him. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like he, you know, he was out of school and shit like that. Like, you know, so, you know, he got with Kanye and shit like that, you know, like to take it to the next level. He knew what he had to do to get out, you know, but still hold it down. You know what I'm saying? And that's one thing that, like, someone like him, like, he did it the right way. A lot of people that know Houston culture know that a lot of people don't make it out. Like, we got our own set of legends. We got our own culture and everything down here. And, um, but when you can take, when you can mold it and put it on a, a global level, even at this time, you know what I'm saying? Whether it's something simple like Astro, a lot of people don't even they 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 put Astro. They don't even know about Six Flags Astro. You know what I'm saying? They think it's strictly a. I think it's an album. <laughs> you know of that album? Yeah. yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like, um, but that was once a place. You know what I'm saying? You know, like so it, it all comes all together of like what he's trying to do. He's trying to put what he like. He he he's trying to bring his. He's a culture. You know what I'm saying? He's a culture. So like he's trying to make like what we did you know what what it is there but put it on a global level because he's he's everything to kids that's why he does shit with um with Fortnite and things of that nature you know what i'm saying um you know it, it may not make sense to someone like us but it does to him last random thought last leftover i had is why did drive-ins ever die die out like what the hell is that about i went to a drive-in to see tenant which I stared at the screen for two hours, pretending I knew I was watching like this. But uh, good movie, totally confusing. Read about it before you see it. Read the spoilers, and you still won't get it. But anyway, yeah, drive-ins. Why'd that die out? Like, that's where it's at. I feel like we need to go back to making drive-ins a full-time thing. I think it's definitely coming back, man. Um, but as far as, like, question, like, why did it die out? 
you know, things have their moments, man, where they just, they peak and they're popular. So I think it just lost its popularity and people stop fucking with it, like, over time. But once again, you know, everything gets recycled. So everything comes back in full circle eventually. So now it's starting to come back around and you kind of need drive-ins because of, you know, COVID and what's happening in 2020. So that's going to be the only thing that you can actually do. Like, now there's actually drive-in concerts. Like, I saw one other day, actually, at Houston, at St. Houston Parkway. It was a rave, actually. You know, so how they had it set up is like a drive-in. You know, you bring your car, and it's kind of spaced out, but you have your own little groups. Like, you know, just like different areas of stuff. It probably was like 120 people there, 100. Uh, between 100 and 200 people there, like it seemed like a lot, you know. But it worked from what I saw. So I think going forward, that's going to be the thing, like, with everything. And driving movies is the, the catalyst for that, you know. So. Well, temporarily, the reason I say that is because in Houston it works, but in other states it may not. One, you have to factor in land, and two, time of year. So that's why they died out. <laughs> time of year is true. We went, I guess, two weeks ago. So whatever, whenever Labor Day weekend was, so I guess at this point, yeah, 10 days ago, and uh, caught a little bit of a breeze here and there, but it was still pretty sticky, man. So yeah, I can't is. imagine doing that two months ago, July, in the heat of summer. Um, Fair point. Fair point. Gary just ran on our parade, but it's all right. Yeah, I, <laughs> I, I hate that to be like the, f- the fucking nerd. <laughs> That's why I asked. Him, you know? So, hey, no, okay. I, I, right. I, I, I understand I, why they died down. <laughs> I, I had to come from like the, like, I had to do like that macroeconomic take. Like, okay, like, why wouldn't we need that, you though. Know? People yeah. have told us we need to fact check a little bit more. Yeah, so. and and that's what I'm doing now. I'm like, hey, like, let me <laughs> let me go ahead and like do some research. <laughs> but also, too, like, you know, the fact check, like, definitely, you know, I agree with that. But we're also just speaking from our own, own, our own opinion. Oh, yeah, own definitely. Opinion. definitely. Yeah. Yeah. So people realize that, too. We're talking from our own perspective, too, you know. Yeah, if you guys ever have any kind of like, oh, they're bullshitting. Look, the podcast is called Don't At Me, but at us. Hey, let yeah. us know. You want to do the research and fact check us? Hey, power to you. We'll tell people we make mistakes. We make mistakes all the time. But uh, bringing things back into the forefront, reinvent them a little bit. Um, again, got our docket, got our at me segment. Shout us out if you ever have any questions. And, of course, the leftovers. If we ever ramble on these and these become full-on conversations, hey, they'll be standalone episodes. But otherwise, you can see or listen to Don't At Me every Monday, hey? Uh, of course, this episode's coming out a little bit delayed, but you all will be able to see it every Monday to start your week, your shitty commute back to work, or if you're just, you know, working from home and you're like, oh, it's Monday, I don't want to listen to my boss, you know, talk at me for a while. Wait, are people going back to work now? Some person? people are. Oh, okay. Some people are. In fact, I'm sure some people are listening to this on their morning commute in, which, hey, if it means another way to listen, great, more power to you. But uh, check us out. The website, www.therep.network. Check us out on social media, Instagram and Twitter at The Rep Network. Facebook is Repertoire TPN. And then, yeah, shoot us your questions, uh, Repertoire Network at gmail.com. Of course, we'll shout out some of those and talk through them. If you all want to join the conversation that we had today, is sports a distraction or escape? Let us know what you think. Uh, the at me segment, which was, is monogamy real or societal construct? Let us know what you think. We'll include your commentary in the next episode. And as always, like, comment, rate, 
review, subscribe, share, so on and so forth. We're on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, YouTube, you name it, we're there. So with that, stay tuned. More heat coming your way from the Repertoire Network, especially Don't At Me. So uh, tune in next week. Peace. Damn, that was a good episode. <laughs> I know. Damn, that was a good one. <laughs>